Mark Zuckerberg told The New Yorker the news source he definitely follows is TechMeme. So listen to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast, the podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every day. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you get a rundown of what happened in the world of tech with all the headlines, context, commentaries, and tweets from all the biggest players. New episodes every day at 5 p.m. Eastern. Search your favorite podcast app for Ride Home and subscribe to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Zenni offers thousands of affordable eyewear styles, starting at just $6.95. No ridiculous markups, no hassles, just quality, affordable eyewear delivered right to you. Visit Zenni today at zenni.com slash CNN. We begin tonight with breaking news that has potentially explosive implications for the Russia investigation. Now, normally we'd be covering the aftermath of the midterm election results, which seemed like a week ago, but were just last night when Democrats took control of the House and Republicans picked up seats in the Senate. Normally, we'd be covering a stunning press conference during which the president claimed victory and lashed out personally members of the press, which happened just a few hours ago. But as we've said many times, these are not normal times because eclipsing both of those major developments, perhaps with the purpose of eclipsing those major developments, the president fired Attorney General Jeff Sessions. Here he is leaving the Justice Department just a short time ago. Administration officials tell CNN that Sessions had wanted to try to stay until the end of the week, but was told, in fact, he had to leave today. The news broke shortly after the president was asked specifically about his beleaguered attorney general at that press conference at the White House. Here's what he said. Can you give us clarity, sir, on your thinking currently, now after the midterms, about your attorney general and your deputy attorney general? Do they have long-term job security? I'd rather answer that uh, at a little bit different time. Uh, We're looking at a lot of different things, including cabinet. I'm very happy with most of my cabinet. Uh, We're looking at uh, different people for different positions. You know, it's very common after the midterms. I didn't want to do anything before the midterms. Didn't want to do anything before the midterms, but even as some midterm votes were still being counted, he fired Sessions, or more accurately, according to an administration official, he had John Kelly do it for him. Now, the president says that Sessions' chief of staff, Matthew Whitaker, will uh, take over as acting attorney general. He is expected to take charge of special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation, the investigation that the president was asked about several times today. Would you consider uh, removing Mr. Mueller from his position? I could have ended it any time I wanted. I didn't. And there was no collusion. There was no anything. I didn't. It should end because it's very bad for our country. They should also get people that can be fair, not 13 or 14 or 17. I call them the angry Democrats. They are angry people. And it's a very unfair thing for this country. It's a very, very, forget about unfair to me, it's very bad for our country. On the Russia investigation, are you concerned that that you may have I'm not concerned about anything with the Russian investigation because it's a hoax. Thank you, Mr. President. Going back to the Russia investigation and the potential investigations from the now democratically uh, democratic majority in Congress, some say that you could stop all this by declassifying. I could, I could, st- I could fire everybody right now. Well, he didn't quote fire everybody right now, but he did fire Sessions or had uh, Kelly fire him. As you know, the president never seemed to be able to get over the fact that Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. And there are big questions about his replacement whether he might uh, be asked to recuse himself or whether he should recuse himself over past statements he's made. Matthew Whitaker was a CNN legal commentator. Here's what he said back in July of 2017. 
So I could see a scenario where Jeff Sessions is replaced uh, with a recess appointment, and that attorney general doesn't fire Bob Mueller, but he just reduces his budget so low that his his investigation grinds to it absolutely almost to, to dwindle his resources. So, right. but, but- well, that same month, Whitaker also commented on Donald Trump Jr.'s meeting with a Russian lawyer who offered dirt on Hillary Clinton. I mean, you would always take that meeting. We have no information right now that would suggest that he knew who this individual was that he was meeting with mm-hmm. or who the three were going to meet with. They just knew that they must have been sold the fact that there was some really good information that they needed to hear. And, and in, having been in campaigns, I know uh, what that pitch looks like. And, and, you, and you would always have somebody from the campaign take that meeting and hear that person out. Whitaker uh, made his feelings about the Russia probe crystal clear in an opinion piece for CNN back in August of 2017. The headline, Mueller's investigation of Trump is going too far. Joining us now is CNN crime and justice reporter Shimon Prokupes, who uh, joins us right here. Can you just walk us through what we know happened here and what the implications are for the Mueller investigation? Right. So really, it's the implications are tremendous for the Mueller investigation, since that now Whitaker runs this entire investigation. Uh, The... DOJ and the attorney general was sort of separate and kept separate. It was the deputy attorney general who was running the entire investigation and was overseeing it. Now you have a person, a loyalist uh, that some are calling to the president, uh, who frequently visited the White House, uh, who knows the president, knows the president well, was at the Department of Justice, essentially, uh, because many people think he was spying uh, on the Department of Justice on behalf of the White House for the president, who's now going to make all the decisions uh, in terms of this investigation, where it goes, whether it's any any other subpoenas, any other grand jury. Right, because Mueller would have to go to, in the past, it was de- the Deputy Attorney right. General Rod Rosenstein to actually right. get approval to do certain subpoenas and take certain actions. Now they would be going. he would be going to Whitaker. He would be going to Whitaker. And also the other thing is that Whitaker has to be briefed on this entire investigation. And we don't know where that stands right now. We don't know if he's already been briefed. We don't know. Because it is important to point out that at the time he was making those comments That's on right. CNN and stuff, he had not seen any actual no. uh, evidence. Right. He didn't know what Mueller had. He had not seen any evidence. We don't know that he has even seen any evidence up to today. It could be that the deputy attorney general briefed him finally today. The other big question is, is Mueller going to come in and meet with him? Is he going to go meet with Mueller to get briefed on where the investigation stands? The implications also go for the report, which eventually everyone's expecting to come either in December or the beginning of the new year. And what does Whitaker do with that report? Does he limit the special counsel, where they can go, what they can write in this report? Those are going to be the big questions. And does it become public? Right. And that is the big thing. Does it become public? Does Whitaker say, okay, we'll let certain parts of it in? Do we send parts of this to Congress? Do we not? Or do I feel, the the Whitaker could say, I feel that here you've overstepped your authority, so this is not an issue, and so we should not be investigating. Today there was this call from from Democrats uh, for Whitaker to recuse himself. I mean, that seems highly, highly unlikely. No, it's ultimately it's up to him, much as it was under for Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions ultimately decided on his own per the ethics uh, council over at the Department of Justice, that he should recuse himself. The ethics folks could go to Whitaker and say, we see issues here. Whitaker could say, hey, you may see issues here, but I'm do- president put me here. I'm doing what the president wants me to do. <clears throat> and I'm essentially taking over this investigation and this Department of Justice, uh, which uh, is now going to be entirely everything there will be overseen by him. Yeah, Shimon, stay with us. Uh, joining us now is former uh, federal prosecutor Laura Coates, also former uh, Nixon White House counsel. John Dean, journalist and author Carl Bernstein, and CNN chief legal analyst uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Uh, Jeff, I mean, you say this is the president himself essentially taking over the Mueller case. Explain that. Well, um, you know, the, the um, 
Robert Mueller is an employee of the Department of Justice, and under the regulation, he is to be supervised as an employee of the Department of Justice, which means it's usually the attorney general, unless the attorney general is recused. Now, um, because there's a new acting attorney general, he is the supervisor of the Mueller investigation. Uh, Mr. Whitaker, look at what he has said about the Mueller investigation. It is virtually identical to what Donald Trump has said about it, that there are no crimes here, it needs to be forestalled, it needs to be ended, and the only question is when or if uh, Whitaker decides to shut it down. Um, Dave, uh, see, uh, sorry, who do we have? Carl Bernstein. Carl Bernstein, how do you see this? I mean, this has been talked about now for, for quite a while, the idea of Jeff Sessions. You know, the president has been making fun of Jeff Sessions publicly, privately. It's no surprise that he got rid of Jeff Sessions. Did you expect Rosenstein, though, to step up into the role? Uh, I think that uh, Rosenstein has been surpassed by Whitaker's appointment, unless Whitaker uh, recuses himself. But more important, what we saw today is a kind of coup against the rule of law, a kind of action that you see in a tin pot dictatorship in which now we have the president of the United States who clearly from the beginning has been trying to shut down, bury the Mueller investigation. He is on the road to doing it. He has done it today after the election, uh, under the cover of night, as it were. Uh, and this is anti-democratic in the sense of lowercase d, in the sense that we now have a president of the United States who is willing to totally undermine the system of, this, of justice in this country for his own ends. Laura, I mean, is there anything to stop if Whitaker wanted to do what he had said on television and cut the budget for Robert Mueller's team? Is that possible? Well, he could limit and try to hamstring the nature of the investigation. Remember, what Rod Rosenstein's role was, was essentially to have an oversight oversight um, of the Mueller probe in terms of subpoena power, whether or not to subpoena the president of the United States, whether to impanel the grand jury, to what extent to seek indictments. All that's important and has some budgetary implications. But remember, as it stands right now, Whitaker is not Senate-confirmed, so he wouldn't fall under the Vacancies Reform Act as somebody who could stay for even 200 or more days. He is not somebody who could possibly technically fall under the recess appointment, and if he did, it would only be through January. So whatever power he could wield would be temporary. Now, even temporary power can be very impactful, Anderson, including the ability to hamstring. However, the most concern that I think I have about Matt Whitaker is not just that he's shown his hand at this point in time. It's the nature of his temporary appointment. Can he then go back and inform the president of the United States about what he's learned after being briefed by Mueller and his team? Will he be able to be a form of a plant, not just when he was chief of staff for Jeff Sessions, but right now in a temporary capacity? And so that's a very big concern. But either way, if he were to try to limit or even fire Robert Mueller, remember there is an existing legislation. It has to be for cause. And that for cause finding of why... He may be let go or dereliction of duty has to be reviewed by Congress. So there are checks in place to have an oversight function, even over Matthew Whitaker. John Dean, do you believe uh, Whitaker's past public comments, you know, casting skepticism on the Mueller case, meet the bar for for recusal? I read those regulations uh, today, as a matter of fact, and there is a catch-all in the regulations that says even an appearance of a bias 
is a basis under the uh, existing regulations to recuse. And if he was to honor those, he indeed, given his prior statements, he would do so. Anderson, I don't think he's going to do so, though. How likely, John, how likely do you think it is the president got some sort of a promise from Whitaker that he wouldn't recuse himself? Because obviously if, I mean, if he recused himself, that's what the president freaked out about Jeff Sessions. It, I, exactly. And I think there was discussion of this. I don't know if it was at the presidential level. But uh, if you look at the press on this and go back a few months, there was discussion of Whitaker coming in to replace Rosenstein uh, as the acting deputy attorney general. And that was after he'd already made all these remarks about his attitude about Mueller going further than he should go. And that was the first time my antenna kind of quivered. And I said, that's be interesting uh, because they're placing somebody who has got a definite bias uh, in, t- in front of the investigation, which would be highly unusual. But now we've accomplished it not only for the special counsel, but for the entire Department of Justice. Jeff Tubin, I think you wanted to say something. Well, I, I was, I was going to make a similar point that recusal is the exact reason why, uh, the, the, as you pointed out, that, 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 that uh, the president was so angry at, um, at Sessions. There is no way this whole crisis is going to be repeated. The whole point of appointing a stooge is to make sure he continues to act like a stooge. And that is undoubtedly, uh, undoubtedly why, why he's there. There's also the element of the election. The Republicans who, now contr- who are now in charge of the, the Senate are an expanded group of Trump supporters. Even the sort of pretend moderates like Jeff Flake and uh, Bob Corker will be gone. The president can install anyone he wants at the Department of Justice now, and the Senate will confirm him. They only need a majority, and they'll get that. So this president is now in charge of the Justice Department and the Mueller investigation, and he's exercising it with um, Whitaker's appointment, and he will exercise it with whoever he nominates for the full-time attorney generalship. So, Jeff, I mean, are you saying that, that basically the president can end the Mueller investigation? Absolutely. 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 I mean, Carl. you know, I mean, the, the question, I mean, th- that would raise the question of whether the House of Representatives moves to impeach him. Certainly Nancy Pelosi does not want to have that fight because that was a loser for in 1998. But if they fire Mueller, that's the fight they may have. Not only can he end the, the investigation and he has the legal power to do it if he's going to exercise it through this this appointment. We all know that what has driven Donald Trump the craziest and angered him more than any other thing about Mueller's investigation is that he does not know what Mueller is doing. He has no roadmap that his lawyers have been able to provide him of what it is that Mueller knows and where Mueller has is going. It's one of the reasons he fired Comey is because Comey was not sufficiently forthcoming uh, to give him a look at what was going on in the investigation. And this is truly the, you know, the fox at the hen house that he now has the ability through Whitaker to get a full picture 
of what is going on in this investigation, which are the, the, the crown jewels in terms of what he does to extricate himself from terrible, terrible legal problems for himself and his family. And in it itself, it is a kind of, it is an obstruction of justice. Uh, and we're going to see if some people in the Congress of the United States have enough backbone to say, we must have the rule of law prevail here. Well, the other question, Shimon, is has Robert Mueller baked this in? Has he kind of gamed this out already? Yeah, so yes, he has. I think they were prepared for this because Rod Rosenstein, who was overseeing this, was prepared for this, you know, because he thought he was going to get fired just a few weeks ago and Whitaker was going to take over his job. So he was prepared for this. Uh, The FBI, most important, the FBI has been prepared for this. Why? Because that's where all the evidence lives. That's where all the intelligence lives. That's where all the documents live. All of that is in the hands of the FBI, and they have been prepared for this. We know that they have been planning just in case if for some reason the president says stop this investigation or do this get rid of this don't do this they have been prepared for it but what does that mean laura i mean well i i can't be so apocalyptic perhaps as my colleagues about the idea that the president now controls the Mueller probe and in a sense he's always controlled the executive branch which uh, which includes the department of justice that's no surprise but there has been as you said baked into the ingredients here the idea that if pundits are able to opine about this in the in the in the recusal or perhaps the um, resignation of Jeff Sessions you better believe that Mueller has as well. Remember, when he had all the indictments, including the most recent one, about Russian nationals, he included within the language of the actual um, crimes that there were American citizens who were perhaps unwittingly a part of it or were in somehow in cahoots. And at least one person raised his hand later on, I think his name was Roger Stone, to indicate perhaps he was one of these people. Now, he wasn't indicted at the time, and there are others who were lingering in the, un- in the anonymous factor there. But I believe that Mueller has had this jury, the grand jury impaneled, for a sufficient amount of time to be able to anticipate the conclusion of his investigation, which means that there could be indictments forthcoming. They could already be sealed. They could already be somehow a part of the system. And so if he anticipates it and he knew that his, his time is short. But the one thing holding him up, of course, was that you have the midterm elections. That's now right. gone. And the subpoena power now goes to the Democrats. I want to thank everybody. In the, uh, the reaction uh, from Democrats on Capitol Hill has been consistent that the Mueller investigation must be protected from interference from the president. What does that mean now? The sessions has been far. We're going to hear from Senator Chris Coons in just a moment. We'll also hear from someone who knows all too well what it's like to have a target on your back placed there by the president, Democratic Senator John Tester, who's just won re-election in Montana. He joins me shortly as well. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Our friends at Zenni Optical offer a huge variety of high-quality, stylish frames and state-of-the-art optics starting at just $6.95. You can get multiple frames with this great pricing for less than one pair elsewhere. Start building your eyewear wardrobe from the comfort of your own home at Zenni.com. With the latest trends in eyewear, available in hundreds of frame styles and materials, there isn't a better way to change it up for every season. Plus, Zenni offers prescription sunglasses at incredible prices. Visit Zenny today at zenny.com slash CNN. That's Z-E-N-N-I dot com slash CNN. Well, Democrats in Congress are warning that special counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation must be protected now that the president has fired Attorney General Jeff Sessions and named an acting attorney general who has in the past spoken out about the investigation. Both Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have called for Matthew Whitaker to recuse himself, Congressman Jerry Nadler, who will become chair of the House Judiciary Committee when Democrats take control, said Sessions' firing fits a clear pattern of interference by the president. Joining me now is Senator Chris Coons, a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Senator, thanks for being with us. Today, you tweeted the president 
crossed a red line by firing Sessions. Doesn't the president, though, have the authority to fire anyone within, within his cabinet? Anderson, he does have the authority to fire members of his own cabinet. What he can't do is fire members of his own cabinet and replace them uh, with partisan loyalists uh, going around uh, the succession uh, procedures for the Department of Justice in an attempt to influence or impede or end the special counsel's (coughs) investigation. Um, So if it's done for an improper purpose, uh, he shouldn't be doing this. CNN is reporting tonight that for Whitaker, ending or trying to suppress the Russia probe is not an option as of now. I know... Uh, you know, you, you say he should recuse himself, but but if if he isn't trying to shut down or suppress the investigation, why would that be necessary? And do you believe I mean, I guess, do you have any faith in him? Well, I'm concerned uh, because of comments he made, actually, ironically, on CNN uh, just over a year ago in 2017, when he was um, hypothesizing about exactly this scenario, when he suggested that uh, the president might uh, relieve Attorney General Sessions Uh, and then replace him with an acting attorney general who, given his authority to control the budget, uh, could squeeze the investigation and uh, bring it to a halt. So, um, you know, if if Whitaker were to publicly state uh, that he was leaving supervision of the investigation to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein uh, and take action to confirm that, um, I think that would address the concerns that I and many other senators, both Republican and Democrat, have raised about this step. That seems hard to imagine, though. I mean, given the president's Um, fury over Jeff Sessions recusing himself. You know, the president has long said publicly, had he known that in advance, he wouldn't have even put Jeff Sessions in that job. That's right, Anderson. He has said over and over both that he uh, dismisses the ongoing investigation led by Robert Mueller as a hoax or a witch hunt, uh, and that this was the cause of his sharp break uh, from Jeff Sessions, who was his greatest loyalist in the Senate, uh, his first endorser in the Senate, and someone with whom he was very closely aligned ideologically. Uh, It was because Jeff Sessions followed the ethics rules of the DOJ uh, and recused himself that the president gradually became more and more uh, publicly and privately furious at him. How long could the president actually leave Whitaker as acting attorney general? Is it possible he could leave him in there overseeing the Mueller investigation until it's concluded? I mean, is there a time limit by which he has to actually, uh, you know, send somebody, nominate somebody? uh, Under the Vacancies Act, I believe it's 210 days. Uh, So because he's not confirmed, uh, the president uh, should have followed the succession statute and put in uh, the next person in line. But he didn't. He went around uh, to someone who was not confirmed by the United States Senate. So he can serve in an acting capacity. I believe it's for 210 days. Um, I'll remind you that will then uh, take us, obviously, into the next Congress, uh, at which point, the majority by which he might then be able to confirm a new attorney general is likely to go up in the Senate. Um, I'll also just mention, Anderson, you know, partly I think what we're seeing here today is uh, the president's mastery of changing the subject. Uh, We had a significant political win last night, um, a a switch of at least 28 seats, maybe as many as 35 in the House. Uh, Democrats now will have firm control of the House in January, uh, and that means the president's ability to legislate with both houses of Congress supporting him is at an end. Uh, this significantly weakens him. Uh, and as you saw in today's uh, long and meandering press conference, uh, he's declaring the election a victory when, in fact, um, he really decisively lost one House of Congress. Uh, and Democrats will now be able to uh, compel much more transparency. Hopefully, we'll find a way to work together on important legislation. Uh, but the president now faces the end of one party rule in Congress.
Do you think the president has a firm understanding? I mean, he doesn't have the experience of having had this happen, of what that actually means on a day to day basis, just in terms of his ability to get stuff done? No, but I I think uh, many of the folks around him uh, grasp clearly uh, just what it's going to mean in terms of a likely barrage of uh, investigations, subpoenas, requests for documents. Um, You know, I thought that uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, press conference uh, after last night's results uh, extended an olive branch, made it clear that there's a number of important areas in infrastructure and health care and drug pricing uh, where there really could be constructive bipartisanship here between uh, the House, the Senate, uh, and the White House. Uh, the president uh, today made some positive comments about her, but mostly was combative and suggested generally that if uh, Democrats uh, ask for things like his taxes, uh, that he'll take on a war stance. Uh, I don't think he personally grasps uh, exactly what it's going to be like uh, if the House fully exercises its powers. Uh, Senator Chris Coons, I appreciate your time. Thank you. There's no, um, no shortage. No shortage of topics for our political team tonight. With me uh, now, David Axrod, Gloria Borger, Van Jones, Kirsten Powers, Mark Short, uh, and David Urban. I mean, uh, Gloria, if there was any doubt that, that keeping Sessions was uh, a political move, mm-hmm. um, I mean... Gone. Gone. <laughs> right. I, look, everybody told him he had to wait until after the election, and he waited, what, 24 hours? Yeah. After no, the, we took them literally. Wait a minute. Less than 24 hours. And I think people are kind of surprised that we know that this was pent up for months and months and months and he couldn't control himself. But if he doesn't want any investigations by the House Judiciary Committee, he's just guaranteed one, I think, because people are going to want to know why did you why did you fire Jeff Sessions at this particular point? Isn't Whitaker conflicted? Um, and and they're going to want to know the whole story here. And uh, so I think it's clearly something that that House Judiciary is going to want to look at. David Urban, you know, uh, Matt Whitaker, I want to ask you about your opinion of him, but also just because he has made public comments about things he saw no evidence of. I mean, he was not privy to evidence. So he's making public comments as they Uh, pose a hypothetical on this network. If you were king and you wanted to kill us, how would you do it? Right. And that's his original sin, which he's now going to be forced to be, you know, flogged over and over in the in the in this in the public debate, in the public square. Look, you know, you, you heard Senator Coons. He's, he, he, he's going to if only he's, he's guilty. Only if you impute, you know, so, some uh, some malice of forethought here by the president doing any of this. Matt Whitaker, Matt Whitaker's a patriot. He's not going to fire Bob Mueller. The, the statute's pretty clear. He can't. He doesn't. He can ask some questions about Mueller, according to the independent, the, the special counsel statute. He can inquire into some things. I mean, he's not. There's, he's not going anywhere. This Kier- is like Kirsten, much to do about nothing. I think. Kirsten, do you think it's much to do about nothing? Um, no. I mean, I, 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 it feels like maybe I'm just really old fashioned. But that you know, if you're going to have somebody who is in a position to be overseeing an investigation, you'd want them to be as neutral as possible. And. This strikes me as not being as neutral as possible. And maybe in this new world, this seems normal. But I I think that you want somebody who hasn't already expressed an opinion about how the investigation is supposed to be going. You have to find find a monk someplace, perhaps. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to get the whole panel uh, in in just a moment. Just head more on what has been a remarkable day here in Washington. And later, I'll talk with Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders as well. Get his take on Jeff Sessions' firing, plus the Democrats' victories and losses last night. Remember, to create an ad like this one, visit purewinning.com slash CNN. 
Kirsten's mom just called mom. <laughs> Kirsten's still on TV, so play it just, just a minute. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, uh, House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi has concerns about the new acting attorney general who's taking over for uh, fire Jeff Sessions. She wrote this on Twitter. Given his record of threats to undermine and weaken the Russia investigation, Matthew Whitaker should recuse himself from any involvement in Mueller's investigation. Congress must take immediate action to protect the rule of law and the integrity of the investigation. Back now with our political team. David Axelrod, I mean, there is no appetite uh, certainly on the Senate, in the Senate, to send sort of some protection for Mueller, it seems, or, or ask uh, um, Whitaker to recuse himself. Well, no. And, I, and, and let's just be clear. The, the thing that infuriated Donald Trump was that Sessions recused himself. He's not sending Whitaker over there to recuse himself. He's not recusing himself. What he said on TV here on CNN, it seems to me, was like an audition tape. Uh, for the job that he now has. So uh, he's going to be there. Uh, I don't think the Senate's going to be very active in, in oversight here, despite things that have been said before. I do think that, you know, he has a new reality, which is this House, uh, this Democratic House that's coming in. And we'll see. Uh, Dave assures us that he's not going over there to, to uh, mess with the uh, Mueller investigation. But I do think that there's going to be heightened alert on the part of this new house. Mm-hmm. A, a, lot, a lot of fear. A lot of fear. Um, who knows? Maybe this is all just, you know, You know, maybe, maybe. But I think when you listen to most Democrats, they say, listen, Sessions is perfect for Trump. He's terrible on every issue. He's terrible on immigration. He's perfect for Trump. There's only one thing he's not good on, and that's this investigation. And so what is Trump scared of? That's the lens through which people are looking at Whitaker. Why him? What are you scared of? And we could be in a situation where it all works out fine. Liberals feel silly for having been concerned. But it feels more likely this is a slow motion, almost a self-coup, by which a president pulls power to himself that he's not supposed to have wow. to protect Mark, himself. Uh, uh, Mark, 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 we're talking about coups now, and I think for every day for the last year, we talked about is today the day that Donald Trump's going to fire Bob Mueller. We've been talking about this repeatedly. He's not firing Bob Mueller. Well, the reality is, there used to be a point of time when conservatives, limited government conservatives, oppose special counsels on the basis that they go beyond the limitations. And what you see is something that started as a Russia investigation that now is prosecuting people because they failed to register as foreign lobbyists. I think there was a time when Republicans hated this kind of this concept, and then during the Clinton years, they fell in love with it, and they decided this is something but, we're going to take was a, to a, a white water and make it something bigger. Jeff Sessions was, you know, uh, yeah. the early supporters of the president in the Senate, and in terms of a cabinet member who was actually executing the president's agenda, he was he was doing a he great was job. He was the one who it. defended the president most on the campaign. There's no doubt about it. Van's right on that. But at the same time, but he was moving judges through. Same, I mean, wasn't he doing a good job? And that's I think a lot of that was coming out of the White House Counsel's office. But at the same time, I understand that you, as a president, I think should be allowed to put in place a cabinet he has faith and trust in, but, and that is eroded. Mark, There's no but, doubt but, about but that. But let me ask you this question: uh, It's not. I don't think the fear, honestly, at least. I don't have this fear that that he'll fire Mueller, but he laid out a blueprint right here about how to emasculate the investigation. And isn't that a legitimate concern, given the fact that he kind of laid out his feelings on this? I think at this point we're still talking about a Russian investigation. I think Dave can confirm to you that our campaign could hardly coordinate with our state directors in battleground states. Suggests we are colluding with the Russians. I'm not suggesting anything. I've said to Democrats... 
Uh, you know, Bob Mueller is an honorable person. I knew him when I was yeah. in the White House as the FBI director. If he comes back and says, you know what, there's nothing there, I'm going to say I believe him because I know him. He's thorough. He's honest. He's an and honest think, person. And I, I think everyone that. should do that. It's good he, for the he country. He has a tremendous record of service to our country. My concern is with the statute in general. Well, it's not the individual being that role. Here's what Whitaker could do. He could say, okay, you have this report. That's it. It lives here. It's not public. It may go. Uh, it, it doesn't. Uh, it, it gets redacted. There's no way. Well, wait, wait, wait. He could say, this needs to be heavily redacted. We're going to heavily redact it because of privilege or whatever other issues there are. And I know this is a discussion and um, not with Whitaker at this point, but but I know this has been discussed. So he could say, OK, well, we're going to redact it and then they'll have a fight. And Mueller may say, you know, I'd like this released to the American public because they have a right to see it because we've been working on it for however long. And that could. And, and so to protect the president. Uh, he could, he could, he could. Right, but how, so, House Democrats are always ta- are already talking about if he's fired or if that happens of calling him for, to testify. Exactly, and yeah. and, and that's what this would I mean, guarantee. Look, look again, just to pick up on Mark's point, independent statute, independent counsel statute, right, was widely decried by both Democrats and Republicans. Yep. It wasn't reauthorized for this exact reason because you get these big, big in- investigations that's run for years, start out one thing, end on something else. The Mueller investigation just needs to wrap up and, and for, for all Americans. Look, so, to David's point, he's, he's a very honorable guy. He's going to come back with something that's, that's thorough, and we just need to put it, put it to bed. Several weeks ago, we were here for the midterm election. <laughs> I just wanted to make a few comments. I know it's ancient history. It was you know, uh, almost a day ago. But, um, you know, you did say something interesting. You talk about the House Democrats. Uh, you know, yesterday, I think, a little bit of crying in the beer on the part of, of liberals and progressives feeling like we didn't have what we really wanted. In the cold light of day, uh, something really extraordinary happened yesterday. Uh, you know, you have the House now firmly in the hands of Democrats. Uh, you saw real victories in the uh, Trump heartland, industrial heartland, and, and states that he's got to uh, hang on to. Uh, you saw a rainbow wave of women, of, of gays and lesbians, of all kind of people. And I think the momentum uh, and the heart and the enthusiasm is going to carry forward. I just wanted to just, I just you know, uh, uh, David, I think we talked about this a little bit before. I think that it's not just going to be the fact that you have the House going against Trump. I think you've got an energized movement now that's going to be standing up for more of these values. Although in exit polls uh, on uh, just from last night, uh, the midterms, which feel like they were months ago, uh, Robert Mueller actually did not score very well. Yeah. The, I mean, there wasn't a huge difference, but but more Americans seem to distrust the Russian investigation. 46-41. And if you ask people to even rank their top ten issues, it doesn't even show up. No, if you ask them the direct question, it's negative. But if you ask them to rank their top ten issues, it's not even on right. there. And my hope is that Democrats use this new majority to do what the members who got elected said they wanted to do, which is address the kinds of issues that have been neglected relative to health care, uh, relative to economic security, uh, and, and, and a variety of issues that are important to people uh, in their lives. That said, there is a responsibility that comes with the oath you take. And if there are egregious constitutional Problems, they're going to have to. They're going to have to respond to it. It, it is interesting. Just on a, I'm always interested in the sort of the personal side of all this stuff. It always interests me that the president is so averse to actually firing somebody face to face. It seems like, yeah. and obviously with Comey, but, but Jeff Sessions was there from the beginning. You would think 
maybe, I mean, I kind of assumed, oh, maybe you just call the guy up or something, and, and maybe he has subsequently. But it was Kelly, from all the reporting, who actually fired. Mm. Yeah, it's like, it's like this is a Donald Trump character on TV. Yeah, I saw him fire someone every week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on television, as long, as long as it's like, you know, some fake thing, he's like, you're fired and I love it. In real life, he's like, would you please do it? <laughs> you know? no, no, let, me, let me tell you, I don't know if Mark says. I've been yelled at by the president. He's pretty tough. Okay? He's pretty tough. I've been on the receiving end. Kelly yeah, didn't give sessions till the end of the week, apparently, according to CNN. Listen, yeah. I, don't. I, I would avoid trying to fire someone if I could. I don't, I don't you know. But, but you're not famous. I just, I just find it interesting. Yeah. Uh, everyone, I appreciate the discussion. Uh, very busy uh, post-election day for sure. Coming up, we'll talk with Senator Bernie Sanders. His thoughts on whether he believes President Trump can really work across the aisle after the Democrats seize control of the House and whether the Democrats can as well. I'm Andy Katz from March Madness 365, and on this edition of our show, I'll be joined by Syracuse's Tyus Battle. I've been just trying to improve all facets of my game, just being able to be more offensive, throwing the ball different ways, shooting the ball, I think that's improved, and uh, just my playmaking ability as well. Subscribe to March Madness 365 now at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Whether their party wins or loses, most presidents usually hold news conferences the day after the midterm elections. President Trump, of course, doesn't often follow usual conventions, but as you've seen today, he did. But the results were not all that usual. Here's a brief sample. Do you expect that when the Democrats take over the chairmanship of all these important committees, you're going to get hit with a blizzard of subpoenas on everything from the Russia investigation to your cell phone use to your tax returns? If that happens, then we're going to do the same thing, and government comes to a halt. If they start investigating you, that you can play that game and investigate them. Better than them. They can play that game, but we can play it better. Because we have a thing called the United States Senate. Can you compartmentalize that and still continue to work with them for the benefit of the rest of the country? If they do that, then it's just all it is is... Uh, a warlike posture. And it'll probably be very good for me politically. I could see it being extremely good politically because I think I'm better at that game than they are, actually. Well, for his reactions to what the president said and to this very busy news day, I spoke with Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders shortly before the broadcast. Senator Sanders, the president basically throwing down the gauntlet today, saying that if Democrats launch investigations into him, then in his words, we're going to do the same thing. And then government comes to a halt. What do you say to that? What I, say to, uh, what I say about that is that Democrats in the House have a constitutional responsibility for oversight. And I think to a large degree, the Democratic victory last night, regaining control over the House, was telling the president of the United States, we're going to end one party government. You simply cannot do anything you want anymore. And uh, that's important. On the other hand, Anderson, I don't want to get caught up in all of these investigations. That's important. What is more important than what the American people want is for us to start addressing the real needs that they are experiencing. I believe the Democrats are capable of walking and chewing gum at the same time. So does oversight mean getting the president's tax returns, uh, protecting Mueller, um, you know, uh, possible impeachment proceedings? No. What What it means for a start is to make sure that the Mueller investigation looking at possible collusion of the Trump campaign with the Russians goes forward in an unimpeded manner. Uh, And that has got to happen. And we need legislation to protect that investigation. I hope very much that Trump does not believe that by firing Sessions today that he is going to interfere with that investigation. 
Because if he does, that's a very serious offense. That has to do with obstruction of justice, which I personally believe is an impeachable offense. But right now, my hope is that the Mueller investigation goes forward, unimpeded, and we see what, uh, where it takes us. I want to ask you about Andrew Gillum and Beto O'Rourke's losses last night. Some are taking that as an indication of where the Democratic Party really is right now, uh, that it's actually more moderate than it is progressive, and that there's a, there's a lesson in Beto O'Rourke's loss that he, uh, he was farther left than, uh, than, than needed even. He didn't convince any people, Republicans, who may you not know, have liked Anderson, Go ahead. Anderson, I have been hearing that argument forever. And that was the argument that led to Republican control of the U.S. House and the U.S. Senate. It led to the loss of something like a thousand legislative seats in state houses all over this country. Democrats can't be progressive. We've got to be Republican light. Man, that is such a total uh, mistake and, and, and a bad way to look at the political world. Do you believe um, when President Trump now is talking about bipartisanship, I mean, do you believe that one percent or do you believe well, that is, at all? Anderson, Anderson, this is what I do believe. And, and this will surprise some of the viewers. I believe that Trump really does not politically believe in anything. You know, he used to believe in a Medicare for all system. He used to believe in taxing the wealthy. He used to be pro-choice. I don't think he believes in anything. I think his only concern is to win elections. That's what I think. And I think, maybe I'm wrong on this, that if we passed strong legislation raising the minimum wage, uh, and in the first year of a four-year phase in for Medicare for All, that calls for lowering the eligibility age for Medicare from 65, which it currently is, to 55, uh, make covering all uh, children in this country, young people in this country, uh, with a Medicare for All proposal and lowering the cost of prescription drugs. Do you know what? I think if we pass that legislation, you would probably have a Trump saying, this is a great piece of legislation. How great a president am I for supporting this thing? So I think what the Democrats have got to be is bold, speak to the needs of where the American people are on economic issues, uh, and I think we'll have good public policy and set the stage uh, for the next elections. All right. Senator Bernie Sanders, thanks for your time. Thank you. Well, coming up just ahead, the White House is suspending Jim Acosta's press pass, quote, until further notice. We'll talk to Jim about what happened next. Hey, it's Howard Beck, and I've got former NBA champion and current Yes analyst Richard Jefferson on Bleacher Report's The Full 48. For me, winning the championship just validated, you know, me from a standpoint of like, all I ever wanted to do was win. All I ever wanted to do was win on a high, high level. And so to get that, then it just made everything feel like it was worth it. The Full 48 is now available on Spotify. And of course, you can always listen and subscribe on the Bleacher Report app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. The White House is suspending CNN chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta's press pass until further notice. The word came down hours after Acosta asked the president questions at the news conference this afternoon. Jim joins us now. So take us through what's going on. Yeah, I, I went back to the White House actually to do a, a live shot for your program uh, just before 8 o'clock. And when I arrived at the gate, the Secret Service came out and informed me uh, that my press credentials uh, were being, uh, I guess, revoked temporarily, suspended. And uh, the Secret Service officer came over to me and asked me to uh, hand over my credential. 
And I did. And I told him, I said, listen, I know you're a professional. You're just doing your job. Uh, and uh, thanks for your service. And handed him my, a credential I've had for five years. Um, I want to read a reaction from a few of your colleagues covering uh, the White House. Jeff Mason uh, from Reuters just tweeted, I was seated next to Acosta at today's press conference and did not witness him placing his hands, those in quotes, on the young intern, as the White House alleges. He held onto the microphone as she reached for him. Peter Baker from The New York Times tweeted, false predicate to punish a reporter. This is what the president wants. If he really thought at Acosta was unfair, then why did he call on him? Because he wants the confrontation. Maggie Haberman tweeting Acosta, who the White House is alleging, quote, placed his hands on the young intern, said, quote, pardon me, ma'am, as he tried to ask his question. Um, I also want to read a statement uh, that, that CNN's just released. The statement reads, the White House announced tonight that it has revoked the press pass of CNN chief White House correspondent Jim Acosta. It was done in retaliation for his challenging questions at today's press conference. In an explanation, Press Secretary Sarah Sanders lied. She provided fraudulent accusations and cited an incident that never happened. This unprecedented decision is a threat to our democracy and the country deserves better. Jim Acosta has our full support. Anything else you want to add? Well, I was, you know, I was just trying to ask a, a question of the president at this press conference, and it was obviously a question they didn't like. It was about his uh, racist ad on, on the caravan that they were running before the midterms. Uh, he and I were going back and forth there, and as you can see in this video, uh, this intern came up to me. I, they're describing her as an intern. I don't really know who she is, and attempted to take the microphone away from me. Uh, all I can say at that point is that I was trying to hang on to the microphone so I could continue to ask the president questions. Uh, obviously, I, you know, I didn't uh, put my hands on her or touch her, as they're alleging. And it's just unfortunate that the, the White House is saying this. Uh, you know, we all try to be professionals over there, and I think I handled myself professionally, and I appreciate all the comments from my colleagues. I do think, Anderson, that th this is a test uh, for all of us. I, I, I do think they're trying to, to shut us down to some extent uh, inside the White House press corps. And, and to some extent, I think they're trying to send a message to our colleagues. And you had no advance warning of this. This was simply when you got to the White House to, to go do a live shot. You were just informed by Secret Service. Yeah, I, I saw the, the statement on my phone from Sarah Sanders uh, that my uh, press credentials were being revoked. I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll get inside the White House for one more live shot on your show. And at that point, uh, I was simply blocked from entering the uh, entering the facility. As a matter of fact, there was an officer who stood in front of the doorway uh, to the security booth that I've gone through every day for the last or every working day that I come to the White House for the last five years. So it was a pretty surreal experience. I and mean, I never thought in this country that I, I wouldn't be able to go and cover the president of the United States uh, simply because I was trying to ask a question. Mm. Well, Jim Acosta, um, we'll, we'll stay on and we'll see what happens. Thanks Thank very you. much. Appreciate Thank you. it. Appreciate it. Uh, the news continues. I want to hand it over to Chris Cuomo. Cuomo Primetime starts right now. Are you ready to learn how to build a better consulting or professional services company? Then download the Liston.io show for the best sales and marketing advice so you can deliver your services to the people who need you the most. On the show, I'll be interviewing the smartest people in the industry to share what they know about building a better consulting business. I'll also give you episodes where I tell you specifically how to sell your services with confidence and how to transform into an influential leader in your industry. Your happy clients probably want to help you. It's too hard for them right now. You're asking them to do too much of the selling that you should be doing. Yeah, it's going to move. It's going to change. It's going to disrupt you at some point in time. Your most loyal clients are your most profitable. Ready to learn how other people are building the consulting company you've always wanted? Download the Liston.io show spelled L-I-S-T-O-N dot I-O wherever you get your podcasts. 
Before you go, we wanted to let you know that we just launched the ability for anyone to advertise on CNN Podcasts. You're just a few clicks away from reaching millions of people in a way that you never have before. Advertise for a business event or kick off an awareness campaign for your brand. Start today at purewinning.com slash CNN. Integrating podcasts into your marketing mix has never been easier. Go to purewinning.com slash CNN to get started.